Literary Scape presents the historical, inspirational book club podcast, the first of its kind. This show is for those who love clean romance adventure stories from the 1800s. In this episode, Tiffany, Jessica, and Melissa will be discussing the final book in Andrea Bouchard's Shenandoah Valley Saga, There is a Season. To onlookers, Carrie Ann Bill Collier might appear to be the dutiful wife sitting at her unconscious husband's bedside, but she feels like a hypocrite. Instead of trusting her intuition, she allowed herself to believe Paint was dead, and then she fell in love with his best friend, Eli Kent. Except, Paint wasn't dead, and now Carrie will do anything to keep him alive. While at City Point, as her husband lay dying, Carrie meets a nurse who claims to be able to work miracles. Hearing her out, Carrie's hope rises. Doctors have given up on Peyton, so Carrie hires the woman and makes plans for all of them to return home as soon as Peyton regains his strength. CSS Lieutenant Colonel Elijah Kent has loved Carrie Ann since he met her a year ago. However, now that Peyton is alive, he promises Carrie he will not continue to pursue her. With Peyton near death, Eli finds it difficult to completely forget her and their plans for the future. But he does his best to focus on the ultimatum that General Ulysses S. Grant has offered him. USA Colonel Peyton Collier awakens to intense pain and utter confusion. Why did his body hurt so badly? His leg? His back? His head? What was his name? His rank? Why couldn't he recall? And also, who is this stern-looking female standing over him with a hypodermic needle in her hand? All right, we're going to jump right out of the gate here, talking about the one character that I know we all hate. Okay? (laughs) What was your initial reaction, okay? Before we know all of her nastiness, (laughs) what was your initial reaction to Nurse Hannah Emery? Then tell me how you felt about her at the end. I I felt like she was somebody that was trying to be helpful, like was a last resort. You know, the doctors gave mm-hmm. up on Peyton. But I think she also played on Carrie's, like, I'm her only hope. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I okay. didn't trust her from the beginning. Yeah, like her just. Didn't- just as a nurse you have a place and she's not a doctor for a reason Mm -hmm. Um, I get that there wasn't a lot of female doctors at that point in history how as so at that point I was like "Mm, you know maybe she did have something but once I started here like reading more of what she Mm -hmm. just how she was playing on Carrie's emotions and her Uh grief and like I'm the only chance you have he's not going to make it like it's something just automatically flagged with mm-hmm. her demeanor that I did not like at all. And so initially, from the beginning, I didn't like her. Okay. She just, I mean, I get Carrie. I saw yeah. how Carrie Ann thought that she was going to be helpful and she mm-hmm. played on that and that she was going to be the hero of this story. Right. Is how it was reading, but I just. I had a lot of red flags. <laughs> I did too. I did too. Because initially I thought, man, she's heartless and demanding in the hospital wing. But then I thought, you know, the war might have done that to her because uh-huh. she's been working, you know. And I really felt like she would bond with Peyton's family and then kind of become softer. 
So that's our initial reactions, right? <laughs> How did you feel about her in the end? I hated her. <laughs> she got what she had coming. Yeah, I got her comeuppance. <laughs> she was uh, conniving. She was horrible. I know. I mean, just yeah. horrible. Like the things she said and mm -hmm. was doing. There were so many times reading the book, though, like I would stop. I'd be I'd be so livid with that character that I was like, oh, heck no, woman. That is my <laughs> husband. You will not tell me I can't see him. You will not tell me <laughs> you again. will not order me around my house. Yeah. <laughs> like she she really lit a fire in me. I was I was mad. I'm like, come on, Carrie, get in there and fight. Come on. I know. Like yeah. she felt like I have control now of this situation and you will do what I say. Like, yeah. And I was like. She just went the complete opposite direction. I, I thought that character was going to go. Yeah, yes. I did not see that coming. What As a happened. traditional nurse would. <laughs> she, she really did. Yes, she went you, the wrong way. Like, you being a nurse were probably like, oh, she gives us a bad name. Yeah, I did. I was like, <laughs> how dare she? Who is this? I uh, wanted, I put down, I, I like to write notes so I don't forget these little things as I'm reading, right? <laughs> I wanted to call her eyes out at one point. <laughs> <laughs> She's a character that brings out your protectiveness for sure. Because here, not only is Peyton in a weakened state mentally and physically, like he can't even fully comprehend, you know, what's going on. And she leaves him in that state mm -hmm. because of the Drugs, drugs she's pumping yes. into him but so is aunt ruth and carrie are also in this emotional upheaval and you like i wanted to just like step in and be that protector that says you get your crap and you get out of their house and you, yeah, <laughs> and you leave yeah. them alone and <laughs> i don't know it this book captured me more because of the villain in it i think the others didn't really have a villain that's true. It was just more about like the war and the right. tension between, you know, that this, I felt like you had a villain. You had someone to really dislike. That was messing yeah. up this marriage. Though. Yes. And like in the beginning, she made like, well, this lady has a lot of money. So I'm going to say, this is how much I need a month and this, I need this. And I was like, I know because when well, Carrie said money is not a problem, I'm like, oh, you never, never say that. Yeah, because that's I think that's when she was like, OK, well, and you're going to buy me a new wardrobe. I mean, she's like asking for things like that had nothing to do with nursing. Yeah. yeah. That's where a lot of my red flags came up. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. And she took over like the best room in their house. Yeah, I, I didn't like, understand. I have to have it for my plants. Your plants can go in the parlor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so if you were carrying would you have hired nurse Hannah? And if so, would you have kept her employment as long as she did? I think if I was in the state of mind that Carrie was, I would because she felt that was her last hope because the mm -hmm. doctors gave up, but I would not have kept her employment as long as she did. Like because of the way she was treating the family members and everything like you mm -hmm. did. Yeah, sneak in there and you had to hide things and you know i that's not it's I, like she's hiding th something like yeah, i don't not in my house is what yeah. i kept thinking not in my house yeah <laughs> i agree i think i would would have hired her at first but she would have been long gone as soon as she started with her outrageous demands mm -hmm. 
I get she wanted to keep Peyton alive. She was pregnant. You know, I get all that, but I would not have let, I wouldn't have put up with her. Yeah. <laughs> like, Mm-mm. out of here, ma'am. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with both of you. I would have been desperate at that point to save my husband. I mean, think of how long she spent looking for him. Mm-hmm. She went, helped with his surgery. And once found they, out she was pregnant with his baby. And No. Yeah. Carrie Ann. Mm-hmm. She found out in the second book. Oh, am I not supposed to say that? Sorry. No, that's okay. Why did I forget that part? <gasps> oh. It was at the end of the... That's the right. Right at the end of the That's second. right. And so her, she's pregnant throughout the third third that's mm. right i'm sorry i totally but spaced she, that yeah yeah Not my and God. like the medicine the nurse was giving him wasn't doing anything mm-hmm. really that i felt like if she had just taken Peyton home and like fed him and took care of him mm-hmm. and got a real doctor a real doctor his friend that she uh, worked with out on the battlefield yeah. La- laflante or yeah I can't. I don't know name. why she didn't reach out to him sooner. Sooner, <laughs> but mm, I think mm-hmm. if she would have just, you know, yeah, reached out to an actual doctor she trusted and she really trusted mm-hmm. him, it would have been better. Yeah. But. So, how did you feel about the way Carrie and Eli's relationship developed and ended in this story? I think they evolved into a friendship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I was able like- to kind of keep the. Joking and the banter up between them, you know. So yeah, able to do that. I mean, Eli. I just say, wow, what a man, right there. I just think he showed um, what a gentleman he was. But I thought, man, what a roller coaster ride for mm-hmm. that relationship. And I really did feel sorry for both of them, but I'm happy the way it ended, the way it did. Mm-hmm. So, how do you feel about Pat? And the job he offered Eli, now that you have seen it played out. Remember, he was like, hey, help me. And in this book, you see how it's how that plays out. So what did you think? Because remember, I thought in the last book, I was very leery. It just sounded so scam-like, I guess. He came through on him. I mean, he mm-hmm. had a job. I think it worked out better for Eli than it did the Pat guy. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. He and didn't to a the, point, yeah. yeah. He didn't get the sign at sea, and he ended up back in Barbados. And, mm-hmm. But but I mean, he kept his prom. I mean, he kept helping Eli out. I mean, it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, I still there's a little part of me that felt like the whole time Pat was using Eli. Yeah. But it, but you're right. In the end, it all worked out for Eli, and he was able to get a fresh start. So we talked about our thoughts of Carrie and Margaret's father in uh, Words Too Deep. And we see a little bit more of him now. Do you find him to be trustworthy now? Now that we've kind of had a little more time with him. I think so, because he kind of came out and said, you know, he, he kind of used him there in the one. But mm-hmm. I think now he really just wanted to have his daughters forgive him. And yeah, I feel like he was genuine a- now. Yeah. I trusted him more this book. He wanted what was best for um, his daughters, and he was very taken by his grandchild, I thought. He's a very sweet grandpa. So now we'll take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor. If you would like to be a sponsor of the show, send an email to literaryscape at literaryscape.com. Do you come home tired and exhausted from keeping up with life? 
kick back and escape into another world, another time with literature from literaryscape.com. Check out the books we have for sale by award-winning authors such as Amanda Cabot, Mary Keneally, Karen Whitmire, and many more. New items are continually added, so check back often. We look forward to serving you by bringing you quality literature and products. Visit us at literaryscape.com forward slash shop. All right, so what were your thoughts or feelings toward Peyton throughout this story? I was getting frustrated with him. Oh, really? That is okay. Well, like, like when he finds out about, like when Eli comes to visit him, you know, mm-hmm. and then the way he's reacting, I'm like, you don't even trust your best friend, what he's saying. Yeah. And like, you want to, like that nurse has really messed him up. And I'm just like, I was just, I was frustrated with him because I'm like, Carrie fought so hard. Mm. And it's like, hmm. you're like, well, yeah, no. I get, and I know it wasn't all his fault, but it was just frustrating because I'm just like, yeah, yeah, because he was starting to recognize her, you know, like Carrie, my little journalist, remember? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, kind of trying to piece it together, and then they went back to Piccadilly Place, and yeah, because she was gonna have the baby, and she needed to be, yeah, and so, but I was just kind of frustrated because I was like. What are you thinking? You know, so I think he's harder to read and understand this book, but I also Mm -hmm. understand he was addicted to the drugs that she was giving. Right. And so he was displaying like the classic drug Mm -hmm. addiction that all you can focus on. That's all I need. That's how I survive. And nobody else matters. And I'll die without it. And I'll die without it. And I'll, and that's how people get into you know, I'll steal this from this family. I don't care what the repercussion is. The only thing I care about is this drug and mm-hmm. how it can keep me alive and keep me out of pain, basically. So Yeah, even really, though it was painful every time she administered it. But the drugs also kept him lucid. Like, he really didn't know uh-huh. where he was sometimes. And I think he was in that state of pain that is better just to not feel anything at all. Yeah. And that's kind of what the, the drugs can do sometimes. They just... You know, you keep wanting more because your body readjusts to it and mm-hmm. you need it. And it's, That's it's hard. I, yeah. And I felt sorry for him. Yeah, I did too because he couldn't get out of it because this nurse kept doing it. Yeah, he had like no escape. But at the same time, I almost, there were moments where I'm like, I want to slap him and tell him, wake up and smell yes. the coffee. That's the if, if one person tells you that what she says is a lie... You'd be like, I don't know. But when multiple people tell you that she's lying to you and she's keeping you trapped, it's time to listen. I know. And that's where <laughs> I got in denial. Fu- yeah, yeah, that's where I got frustrated with yeah. him because I'm like, he's going to give everything up. I know. I was like, what's yeah. wrong with you? For a drug. Yeah. Yep. Which, you know what? In reality, like you said, that's what happens, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I do realize that Carrie had just given birth. Uh, when Eli returned with his report of what Nurse Emery was up to and how terrible Peyton's condition was, but would you have stayed put or gone to him? Because remember, at this point, she's at Piccadilly Place, and he's still up north near D.C. Is that where they're at? They're somewhere up there yeah. at his family's mm-hmm. home Washington up there. Washington City, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Would you have stayed there or would you have gone? Now, I've not had kids, so I can't... <laughs> I can't give the perspective that you guys could. 
<laughs> I, if I could have gone, I would have said, found some people that I know could have gotten in there and gotten him and brought him to Piccadilly Place. I agree. Like, send Eli yeah. went, send the ducks, send whoever I need. If I, you know, and be like, okay, he needs to come back here and terminate the the nurses mm-hmm. because she like took over the whole household. Yeah. yeah. And I would have, since I just had a baby, I would have said, okay, this is what needs done and this is what's going to happen. Yeah. And he needs to be brought back here. Yeah, but I think her plan worked out pretty well. Yeah, it did. Yeah. It did. I, I, my notes when I was reading through this was like, I, I would have gone, but hey, I've not had a kid, so I don't understand the recuperating piece of that. Okay. Well, <laughs> at that, you have to stay with the baby and breastfeed, and yeah, um, that's and true. Tired, and they that feed, would be a hard situation to take. Do the they baby feed like every two hours they, at first? Yeah. yeah. And it's a hard I wouldn't want to ride on a train. I, the train probably. Yeah. In my unknowing mind, because <laughs> I've not been through that, it's like nothing's going to stop me from going and getting my husband. Darn it. I, yeah. yeah. He's mine. And, and it was a terrible situation that he was in. I would have had a few choice words. After having the baby and accepted visitors. Yeah. You know saying? I probably, it's probably a little early. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't want people there. I would have had some choice words for the nurse, and I probably would have had to been restrained. I probably would have hit her because <laughs> I would be so mad what she did to him. But then again, I feel like I can be a little overly protective sometimes. I try well, I to think keep that it. That would have been hard too to go there and get rejected the way he was rejecting her. True. Yeah, because you know, you know, I, she had to work the plan just perfect. Yeah, it worked out. Yeah, I mean, my blood was just boiling at yeah. this point, you know, in the story, and I can't even tell you how many times I was yelling at the characters, and Derek's <laughs> like, "It's just a book." <laughs> you like. What? <laughs> it's not fair. It is nice when she can, when the author can pull you in that much, though, yeah. when you're like really into it. So, were Nurse Emery's actions surprising to you, or did you start to see them coming? Um, what she was doing kind of surprised me. Like what that part? Mm-hmm. I didn't think like her scheme, her yeah, ultimate goal. Yeah, I did not see that coming. Yeah, I, that was kind of surprising. I started to see it coming, what her ultimate goal was. I just, yeah. And I thought, what a selfish, greedy woman. And Ugh. I think you're a nurse. Like, she kept saying she studied under... Um, mm-hmm. Florence Nightingale, yeah. Florence Nightingale. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, you didn't. And, <laughs> yeah, and she wanted to, like, really crack into the medical field. I'm like, well, that's not how you do it. Right. Okay. All right, so when facing the challenge that Nurse Emery presented concerning Peyton, Carrie, Aunt Ruth, and Tabitha felt overwhelmed and defeated. Then Margaret reminded them that all things are possible with God. In that moment, could you relate to them? When they were just totally like, I don't even know what we can do to save Peyton at this point. I could totally relate. There's been so many times in my life where I'm like, I feel totally defeated and there's no way out of this. I don't see a way out of this. I agree. I liked Margaret. You know, remember Margaret at the beginning of this series, she was really like not she, about Christian. Yeah, no. she did not have a, a relationship flirt, with I God. Think yeah. Described her. And here she is being the sound voice trying mm-hmm. to give them hope. 
Uh, I just I really liked how that character changed through the series. Uh, did you like the way Andrea Bouchard ended this saga? I did. At, like at the end, the way she list the the mm-hmm. that was a weird ending for me. It was like the newspaper clippings. It was almost like a, a epilogue. Oh, yeah, I liked that part. I did too. It gave I, me some closure to yeah, wrap yeah, up. Yeah, I guess, but it was just a little different for me. Like, right? I know you see what have... happened with the characters versus yeah. it mm-hmm. just being all or like an actual epilogue. Like, yeah. I think the series got better as you read. I would say I could. This book here really drew me in. Like of the three, this was my favorite mm-hmm. one because so much was happening, like mm-hmm. between Eli and Carrie and Peyton and the nurse, and yeah, you just wanted to like keep going. Like, what is going to happen? Yeah, I yeah. did read that one in an afternoon. <laughs> yeah, that one was really. I, mean, like, I read it. It was a quick read. Once you got into it, you didn't want to put it down. Yeah, yeah. And the other two were more about so much more about the war mm-hmm. and everything and. This kind of nice to have the end of the war and, and focus the, back on the family. Yeah. Yes. Get yes. back to normal yeah. living. So how would you rate there is a season? I would probably give this one a three. Just because I did too. Because it was my favorite one. Like I said, I just couldn't I mean put it down. You just wanted to keep oh my gosh. Yeah, what? this one actually drew me in. I read it in one day. Yeah, like mm-hmm. the others took me weeks because I would read a little bit and then I'd go away for a while because I just wasn't interested in them. Yeah. I was, my lasso was still a two, just be in comparison to the other yeah. series that we've read. And I mean, nurse in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't care for that, do you? <laughs> no. Oh, goodness. All right, thank you for listening to our discussion of There is a Season by Andrea Boshar. This is the final book of her Shenandoah Valley saga, so be sure to tune in next week as we do a wrap-up on this series. Remember to follow us on Instagram and sign up for our newsletter in order to stay up to date. The last day to sign up for the Shenandoah Valley saga giveaway is next Thursday, September 1st. We'll announce the winner during Friday's episode on September 2nd. If you have signed up for our newsletter, you are entered to win. Remember, for every $5 you spend at our online store at literaryscape.com, you earn an additional entry. If you are a one lasso patron, you get two additional entries. Two lasso patrons will receive four additional entries. And three lasso patrons will receive six additional entries. Our patrons also enjoy discounts at our online store and more. Consider becoming a patron today. Until next time, happy and blessed reading.